And we are back with yet another episode of Eddie Green's 101. I am the host of this podcast. My name is Eddie Green. And if you're a first time listener, hello, welcome. Uh, Ola. Um, those are the only ways I know how to say hello. Uh, what is it? Konnichiwa? Konnichiwa? I don't know. I'm probably offending somebody right now. So I'm going to shut up and just get right into the ad. All right, we're back. And I, I, you know, look, I, I love everybody that I, that I talk to on this podcast, whether I know them or not, but this guy, Curtis Payne, um, caused a lot of pain in my life. No, that's a horrible, horrible joke that fell flat before it even came out of my mouth. Um, but I do genuinely love this kid, this kid. And I do say kid because he is a kid. Um, but don't worry, he's over 18. So there we go. Um, we did sign some contracts. We did sign some, some paperwork, some, some, some stuff that no, no, we didn't. That's a complete lie. And I can't lie to you guys. I can't do it. This podcast is the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. I want the truth as Tom Cruise once said. No, that's actually a lie as well. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sure I've said some, some fake shit in this, in this podcast. Uh, wh- why am I rambling on? Curtis is a wonderful guy, and I know he's going to have a bright future in front of him, and, 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 and it's probably going to be bowling. He wants to be a professional bowler, professional bowler, if I can say that, uh, if I can say that right. Um, I might cut that. I might not cut that. We'll see. But I love this guy. Genuinely love this guy. Um, nothing but love. You know, that's all I have in me is love, and 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 I just want to spread it. You know, I want to spread it like COVID. It's a shame that COVID is spreading faster than love, but uh, we don't need that kind of anecdotal bullshit right now. But we do need it. That's the sad part. But uh, Curtis. Thanks, man, for coming on. If you're listening to this, uh, and I hope you are, you, I hope you are. <laughs> don't want to curse. I don't want to curse. Um, no, I do want to curse. That's like part of who I am. But I'm, I'm kind of censoring myself for this episode. So, uh, anyways, sit back, relax, get ready, get set. It is Curtis Payne. Dude, I love your name. I love your last name. Really? I love... Have you ever thought about how cool your last name is? The possibilities um, it opens up? It's come across my mind. <laughs> I get a lot of references from the House of Pain. The House of Pain. A lot. Yep. Um, I was supposed to be named Justin. Really? Mm-hmm. But my mom thought about it, and um, Justin Payne Ooh, all the time. Justin Payne. So... Um, my mom didn't like that because she thought I would get picked on all the time for that name. So she named me Curtis. Curtis Payne. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my middle name actually comes from the Presley family, Elvis Presley's family. What is it? It's Garen. Garen? G-A-R-O-N. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it's his twin brother, who Elvis Presley's twin brother who died at birth. Wow. Mm-hmm. Are they like big Elvis fans? Is that why they... My mom is. That's why they went with that? Yep. Yeah, dude. I was thinking like... 
you know, you get married, obviously. So your mom and dad are Mr. and Mrs. Payne. Correct. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude, that sounds like a wrestling duo or that sounds like a like a like a for hire hitman group. My, me and my brother, we always <laughs> wrestle. And he's like, hey, what's your wrestling name going to be? I'm going to be like Payne. 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 Exactly. That's yeah. it. I'm just like Payne. He's like, well, that's such a generic name. I'm like, hey, man, I bring the pain all the time, dude. So I don't <laughs> want to hear it from you. Dude, I love it, man. Pain. And also, you're, because, uh, all right, so we're not, not like, I, I was like, we don't talk about work. No, we don't. But we do work together. We do. And you are, in my phone, I have you saved as Big Nasty. Yeah. Where did that come from, for everyone listening? That came from <laughs> Leaf. Leaf, who has been on the podcast. Well, I gave it to myself, because um, I'm a big bowling guy. I watch bowling every single day on TV. We will talk about this. And there's a guy who I watch called Wes Malott. Okay. But his nickname, they call him Big Nasty on tour. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm a, let me take Big Nasty. And I told Leaf, I'm like, hey, I have a nickname. He's like, what is it? I'm like, Big Nasty. He's like, I like that. I like it. And it's died off a little bit, but I think it's starting to come back as Big Nasty. <laughs> um, Diane doesn't like it. But, I mean, I don't care. Yeah, dude, Big Nasty. I remember when I first heard that, I was like, Oh my God, that is hysterical. Big nasty. And like, then and then you just ran with it. I ran with it. Yeah, yeah, like you were like at one point you even I think put it on your name tag. Yeah, it's my ex- <laughs> it's my Xbox gamer tag. Well no, like on your name tag. Um Did, like didn't you try to do that? I tried to do that. And they, they It did. wouldn't fit. It wouldn't fit. <laughs> and then when Caleb came on, he gave me another nickname. What? I was in DT window. I was in the window and he like, cause he knows my last name is Payne. He's like, your new nickname's Window Pain. Oh, that's right. I'm like, okay, Window Pain. Window Pain. Window Pain. So I ran with that one too. Yeah, because what is that in reference to? That's a lyric, isn't it? Or that's just like I'm a not a hundred percent sure. It's it's an Eminem lyric. Is it? It's it's from one of those Eminem songs with I think uh, Rihanna something about window pain. But there's like a there's like a reference to like like window pane means mm-hmm. something, right? Like, what does it mean? I'm not entirely sure. Um, it was just a nickname that they gave me, so I just ran with it. Ah, this is why we have trusty Google. Window pane. Why does? And you cut out. I cut out. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. No, there you go. You're back. Are you better? Because I can hear myself. Okay. Do I sound okay now? Yeah, you're good. Okay. For everyone listening, I guess his headset cut out for a second there. All right, so uh, Google, here we go. And window pane. This means something. And people listening are probably shouting, Eddie, it means this. <laughs> window pane. I guess we'll spell it P-A-I-N? Apparently. Window pane. Well, okay, window pane. Is like the window. P-A-N-E on a- is, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. What is a pane on a window? A window pane or sheets of glass inside the frame. I don't think that's where Caleb got that from. You could try it and spell as my last name. Window P-A-Y-N? E, P-A-Y-N-E. Oh, that's right. That's right. And see Window what it comes up as. Uh, da, 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 da. No, it, it keeps coming up as like you can buy it on Etsy, Amazon. Oh. <laughs> he, he, he might have been referencing that, that, Eminem. that Eminem lyric. Probably. Because in that song, let me do a window pane. Eminem. Mm-hmm. See what pops up here. Uh, yeah, so it's that song. Just gonna stand here and watch. Oh me yeah, burn. I got you. Mm-hmm. 
but where is it? He goes, okay, now you, uh, now you get to watch her leave out the window. I guess that's why they call it window pane. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, cause they're big in the rap, so that's probably where he got that from. Yeah. And I didn't know that. So I just ran with it as window pane. Dude, but I, I, either way, I love it so much. It's just such a, it's such a great last name. Like my name Green, you know. It's like I don't think I've ever heard the last name Green until I met you. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like I don't know. I guess it's a cool last name, but at the same time, it's so just. I have a hard time usually. Like, do you ever do this? Like, let me know. Like, if I come across someone that I find attractive, if I come across someone that I'm like attracted to, one of the first things that I'll do is I'll be like, all right. What's her first name? And I'll find out. Let's say it's, uh, I don't know. Let's say Gracie. Okay. I like it. There you (laughs) go. Gracie. Um, And then I'll go Gracie Green. Like I'll literally jump that far ahead. I've done that before. You've done that before? I've done that before a couple times. I'm like, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Maybe. Yeah. Like I think about how it sounds as if we were to be married. Mm -hmm. Right. So if it doesn't sound right, then almost immediately I'm like, "Uh, she's not the one. Yeah, I've done that before. <laughs> so Gracie Green. I kind of like the ring of that. Gracie Green. Well, then you have the nickname of Gigi. 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 Yeah. But now let's do Gracie Payne. You don't like it? That doesn't sound right. Gracie Payne. Uh-uh. <laughs> now that I think about it, no. No? Not at all. <laughs> no. I'm trying to think. All right. Do you feel comfortable divulging the name of the most recent chick you've been talking to or no? Um. Well, I haven't been talking to a lot of people. I did give my phone number to a girl. A girl. Uh huh. Um, you probably know her as Nicole's best friend. Okay. Um, I don't know her name. That's how sad it is. <laughs> but I haven't gotten a response back. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. You wrote your your number on the cup, right? Yep. You got nothing right. back from nothing that. Nothing back. Damn, oh, dude. That sucks. I know. Yeah, for everyone listening, we were uh uh was at work one day and we and Curtis wrote his number on a cup. And then mm-hmm. he handed it out and and she smiled. she smiled. She smiled. And I'm like, okay, she smiled. Maybe I'll get something. Nothing. Nothing. Damn. Waited two days. That Nothing. sucks, dude. It does. It does. But you only see her what? At where we work, right? You don't see her anywhere else? Yeah. She, yeah, only where we work. And every okay. time she comes, she's with Nicole. So it could be her sister, her best friend. I don't know. Dude, I just look. I, look, I know you had a bunch of people egging you on. You mm-hmm. know, I was there. I know Geneva, who will, at some point will be on the podcast, will be uh, or was there. So you had a lot of people egging you on. But dude, that that takes nerve That's doing a, that. I was, you know, so props. I'm nervous when it comes to talking to girls. I've always had that fear. Like I'm gonna sound stupid, like stutter, not get my words out correctly. Yeah. Um. So I shy away from that a lot. Um, but when I, when I heard that recipe, I'm like, oh my gosh, they are here. And my heart started going 110 miles an hour Yeah. and butterflies in the stomach. So I'm like, <laughs> I, ha- I have to do something. I like her for sure. So I, and you went for I it, went for it and, and I, okay, nothing so happened. Look, nothing happened, but I mean, do that, if do that enough times, dude, something's going to happen. And I'm starting to gain the confidence a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Baby steps, you know, um, you know, that's what I like about Geneva because I think she was like something she, like she said something along the lines of, come on, Curtis, if I'm telling you to do it, just like, you know, we're, like we're here for you. Yeah, kind I know of thing. That. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that's that's what she was getting at. And, you know, like what's the worst thing that could have happened? So the best thing 
that could have happened did happen. She smiled and she took it. Yeah. Right. The worst thing that could have happened is she would have been like, oh, my. What, uh, can yeah. I, can I talk to your man or you know what I mean? Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you would have been like, N- uh, <laughs> I think I think I know what happened there. Um, Because I wasn't specific because I know Nicole is engaged already. Okay. So I think they were confused on who it was for. Ooh. That's probably why I haven't gotten a response <laughs> is they don't know who it was for. So sh- Oh, so they might have thought that it was for the engaged one. Mm-hmm. But I know for a fact that it wasn't for Nicole. Of course, yeah. But I, who, by the way, is actually pretty attractive too. Mm-hmm, nonetheless, makes sense that she's engaged. Yeah, <laughs> but the one was she was driving, right? She was driving. She was the one that you—that's the one you were okay. Because yep. I'm trying to remember the visual. Nicole was in the, in the passenger seat. And then Geneva got her name, but I'm not sure if it was Mia with an M, uh huh, or with a B. Bia. Bia. Oh, okay. So that's why you say you don't know her name. Yeah. Because so, I don't want to get it wrong by accident. So, okay. So, either way, let's plug both in. Mia Payne. Mm. It's not bad. Mia Payne. Be a pain? You, you want to be a pain? Yeah, see? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Oh, right there's uh-uh. an, it's an immediate pun. It is. <laughs> I don't want to be a pain. I'm already a pain, so, I mean. I'm, <laughs> I'm be a pain. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, it's Mia. I, I hope so, too. <laughs> if she's the one. But you don't, you don't meet a lot of Bia's either no you really don't that's why when she like when geneva said that i was like really bia of all the names possible it's bia but i mean hey we don't know dude there's so many weird names out there there is i think i've i've definitely said this before i think the weirdest name did you know michael jackson's one of his kids was he named them blanket 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 you know (laughs) kanye west named his kid chicago one of his kids, Chicago? Chicago West. Chicago West. And North. Northwest. <laughs> I like that one. He named him he named North, one of his kids North. Northwest. I think that's really cool. That's badass. Chicago, that's a little iffy. Yeah. But um, then but then you get to Michael Jackson's kids. You got Paris Jackson. Paris. I like that one. That's a good one. I forget the kids are um it, it the son might be Michael Jr., I think. Michael. Michael, yeah. And then Blanket. Blank. All the names, Blanket. <laughs> and Blanket's the one that he hung out the window. Do you remember that? I do not. You don't remember that? Mm-mm. It was like in like 2005, Michael Jackson was in London or something. I was five years old at the time. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so this is why you don't remember it. But he was in like London and all these fans were like below his hotel room and they were screaming up at the up at the room that he was in. Mm-hmm. And he like came out, you know, he was looking over the balcony and they were, they were holding signs or something and they were like, we want to see your new son or something. Blanket. Yeah. And literally, Michael Jackson took his son and held him almost like he was chokeholding him over the balcony. I would have probably held him under <laughs> his under his arms and just hold him out like that. Yeah. Either way. But I mean, what the hell are you doing? I don't know. Why would you hold your kid over? I mean, he a must, balcony. He must have been pretty high up there. He was way up. Oh, I yeah. wouldn't have done that. People, mm-hmm. people immediately ran with that. They were like, "Oh my God, Michael Jackson's a horrible father. Look at him. He's holding his kid over the what balcony." If, what and... if his kid slipped? Yeah, that's his what kid, his kid's done. That's what people said. What if he slipped? And but then he was like, "Oh, I was holding him tight. I was never going to let him go." And yeah, I mean that's pretty true about fathers. I mean, fathers <laughs> never drop your sons. Yeah, I. My father never dropped me. You were never dropped on your I head. I was probably I was thrown <laughs> probably five feet in the air. 
Wow. And my father caught me all the time. Is there video evidence of this? There's not, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, see, there's a, uh, I don't know. I don't know. May, I, I might have been dropped on my head. I fell on my head a couple times by myself, but by I was yourself. never dropped. Yeah. Hey, when you hear about kids being dropped on their head, you got to wonder, like, whose fault is it? Well, first of all, whose fault? Mm-hmm. Second of all, in what way? Like, are you literally, because I'm thinking you're holding your kid by the leg, by the leg <laughs> kind of deal. We need context. And it's like, why are you even doing that in the first place? You know? Yeah. I am. Mm-hmm. So I guess like the the standard would be like, you're just, you know, you're holding them almost like you're doing like the Simba thing. Yeah, you know? exactly. And then you're just throwing them mm-hmm. and then somehow you lose the. The grip, grip, or you just miss them completely and they go right through. But then, how do they fall on their head? That's the thing. Maybe they, they twisted, twisted. Yeah. But who would hold their kids up by their ankles? Who does that? Well, Casey Anthony. <laughs> do you, do you, oh, do you know who that is, Casey? Anthony? I know who Casey Anthony is. Yes. Yep. Yeah. She probably held her kid up by uh by. <laughs> this is getting dark. But look, there's no filters on this thing. There's it was not. funny. You were like, dude, what are we gonna talk about? And look at us now. We're about. Oh, look, we've already, we've all 14 or 14. Oh, we, we've already talked about, I think five, six, seven, eight different things. It's the beauty of it, man. It's I mean, casual. when you get two friends together, like you and me, we can talk about basically anything, dude. It's crazy, man. But going back to, and then, cause I do want to talk about how you, cause you are a, for all int- you dude, you might as well be a professional bowler. That's my goal. Yeah, that is my might, goal. Cause everybody listening, I kid you not. I've bowled with you once, once, once. And I think you might have made one or two errors. If not, every other was a strike. It was <laughs> Letty came up with the idea. It's like, hey, why don't we go bowling? I'm like, you don't want me to go bowling. Uh. <laughs> you do not want me to go bowling. So Letty's like, yeah, let's go. I'm just like, all right. I walk in with my six bowling balls yeah, in my you, backpack. Yep, yep. And I literally picked up the first ball. Your thing. That's just what I go to. I'm like, okay, first game's warm-up game, 256. Right off the bat. God. And then everybody's mouth dropped to the floor, eyes wide open. Yeah. And watching me stand all the way to the right side, just hook the ball all the way. To, and Leaf said, "Your my ball looks like a car on the interstate going left to right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because you, you have that thing that everyone, like myself, because I'm not a professional bowler at all. Usually, the when you throw the ball, it just kind of goes straight. Yeah. You have that ability and it's it's in the way that you throw the ball, it's in the way that you that you're postured because you have to do like that thing where your right leg or your left leg either way. Depends on which hand you are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're righty? I'm lefty. Oh, you're a lefty. I'm lefty. So your left leg goes, right? My left leg goes behind me. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. But you got that spin. I do. Which it's hard for new people because it's all in your wrist. So what happens is your thumb will come out of the ball first, and then your fingers will flick the ball to get that rotation. And the harder you flick and turn, the more it hooks. Wow. It's a lot to comprehend. Yeah. And you were telling me, I forget when you told me this, but you were telling me that you were introduced to bowling through your grandfather. My grandfather. He was the one that introduced you to it. When I was three years old. Three years old. And here I am, almost 20 on Sunday. And I've been doing it for 17 years straight. Wait, hold on. Your birthday's Sunday? Mm-hmm. July 12th. What? Yep. Dude. This is, oh, my God, dude. I got to get you something now. I had no clue. Yeah. This would have like this would have come and go. 
Um, but the one thing I never thought I would be scared of something I do or that I love and I do the most. So I was bowling in a 16 game tournament one day uh-huh. and I felt a sharp pain on the inside of my knee. So I'm like, there's, there's no way I can, I can't tear my ACL. I have another tournament the next weekend and I have to bowl. So I ended up bowling that game in exaggerating pain. I went to the doctor's, the doctors the next day. He's like, you have something called Oshkosh Slaughter's disease. So I'm like, what's that? I've never heard of that. He says, um, I've grown so fast in my year or something like that, that my bones have outgrown my tendons and ligaments. Okay. So my patella tendon over my kneecap, whenever I plant and put all my weight and pressure down on my knee, it pulls my shin bone out from under my knee and puts it right back into place. So he says, if you're not careful, you have the potential to blow your knee out completely. And possibly never bowl again. Oh my god, dude! So I took that. I'm like, there's no way. I've been doing this for 15 years at that time, and I'm going to the pros. I literally told the doctor I cannot miss it. He's like, you have to do something to change. And I didn't do anything to change, and here I am now, still bowling. And when was this? This was when I was. 16, I think, 16 or 17. So, so just, just a few years ago. A few years ago. Holy crap. And I remember, I'll never forget this day. I was in high school practice. Best game you can bowl is a 300. I ended up throwing a 298. <sighs> Two pins off of a perfect game. But as I told everybody, in order to get a ring, a perfect game ring, you have to bowl it sanctioned. So I'm actually happy I didn't bowl it in practice because I wouldn't have gotten a ring to prove it. Damn. So yeah. you, so you, so still to this day yet, because I have so many questions, but still to this day, you have not bowled a perfect game. Never. Okay. My grandpa hasn't either. I was going to say, how rare is this? Is this pretty rare? It's rare to bowl a perfect game. Well, it's not rare. It's just extremely hard. You have to find the right pattern in the right bowling ball. Uh-huh. You have to throw the same shot 12 times in a row without missing. Same speed, same same rev rate, same spot. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Oh man, yeah, because that's a uh, yeah, that's trying to think about it. Like that's just that's a feat right there. That's a feat right there. But now going back to this this thing, it's in your like point to where it is. It sits. Okay, so he's pointing right at his right right knee. On, so, the, on the left side of his right knee. Basically where your ACL is in your knee, on your right side of your knee. So every time you bowl, do you feel something? Not right off the bat. I'm, I have to bowl a lot of games in order to feel it. Uh-huh. But it's every, like every time I put my foot down and I put all my weight down, every time it pulls my shin in and out. Every time. So, okay, so two hypothetical things could happen. Either A, you get a surgery Which, to fix it. You don't want to do? Never happen. I will never get a surgery. You'll to fix never it. get a surgery. Nope. So then the only other option because is because that means I'm out weeks, months of bowling, and I can't afford that. Can't afford that. In order to go to the pros, I can't afford to miss months of bowling. Damn. Well, how? Okay. So how are you handling right now? Because we're still in COVID nineteen season. Um. Like, how are you doing it? Because the the local bowling at least shut down. They had well, a, they had a case. Right? They did have a case. So I'm I jumped to Orman. Every okay. once in a while, down to Orman Lanes to bowl. Okay. But since I have schoolwork, I can't do it as often as I would like to. 
Gotcha. So I try to go there just to get warmed up so I'm not cold as ice yeah. when I go. Um, I did get a scholarship in college to go bowl up in Indiana. They have... Wow. They have... It's, you, can, you can go to college for bowling? Yep. It's very hard <laughs> for a male to do it. What? It's more, it's more easy for females. But I was in... It was... Let's see. I've been out of school for two years. It was three years ago. I was in the national tournament. Best best kids all around the world. Okay. And I just do my thing, bowling, and I have a coat. I have a college recruiter slot me. So I go down to the college expo where all the colleges are at, and that same college recruiter is like, "Come here, I want to talk to you." So I'm like, "Okay." So he's like. Are you left-handed or right-handed? I'm like, I'm left-handed, sir. He's like, I want you immediately. He was looking for left-handed bowlers like myself. <laughs> and he found one just like me. Or he found one. Yeah. And it was me. So I got a $6,000 scholarship to go bowl for him. Wow. Mm-hmm. Are you going to take it? I took it. You took it? I took it. You're going to Indiana. I did. And I did not do well in school because all I wanted to do was bowl. So I, I didn't go to any classes. Well, I did go to classes. I just didn't do any work. Yeah. And I basically wasted the opportunity I had. And this is because I'm trying to figure out all the like the time frame. This is when? Uh, I was 18, 18 years old. Okay. So I just turned 18 when I, before I went to school. So the good thing about you is you were born 2000, right? Yep. So this is literally 2018. Basically. Okay. Cool. Um, that's crazy. I had no clue you could go to school for bowling. And I'm like, trying to go back to school to bowl again. Like, I know you can go to school for like the major, right? Football all and the, stuff like, like all, that. All that shit. Like, but it's the, cause bowling doesn't get like, do you feel this as well? Bowling doesn't get like as much of the respect as it deserves. Oh yeah, absolutely. I you mean, know what I mean? You see like, you see football, basketball, baseball, athletes go to D1 schools, play football and you get a puke kid bowling scholarship. It's like bowling, bowling scholarship. I didn't even know those exist. Well, yeah, because they have, like, there's this stigma because it's it's mostly known as a family activity, I would think. It, hey, they classify hey, it as everybody. a sport, but I consider it a sport, but most people don't because it's just, it's bowling. It's fun and games. It's, yeah, it, it, it's it's a it's just an activity that you do on a Friday night to get the family together. Hey, you guys, you want to yeah, go bowl? Exactly. <laughs> but I don't usually go bowling with my family. Just because I have that competitive mindset when I'm on the lanes. Like, I want to win. I'm going to win. Uh-huh. So, I don't talk to them now when did, I'm on the lanes. Now, did this pass down to your brother, Corbin? He, it did. He was on the high school team, but he's not as good as I am. <laughs> um, Sorry, Corbin, if you're listening. Um, He's beat me a couple times, but I'm more of the bowler in the family than anybody else. What's his specialty? He, Does he have one yet, or is he still figuring it field. out? Ooh. He's track and field. I can see it. So he's javelin, shot put. We're yeah. trying to get him into running as a big, tall guy. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't want to run. He's lanky, too, like me. He is. He's yeah, he can. already 6'1". Damn. Mm-hmm. How old is he? Uh, 16. Wow. He's got... He'll definitely grow he'll su- a He's supposed bit. to be 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six when he's done growing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, you got... Yeah, you guys got, like, a... You definitely got... Seems like athletic genes. What about your mom? Is she does she have like a history of any athletics? My mom played basketball in college. I fact. Not, I'm, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Jody Payne. My mom was supposed to go to 
Hawaii with her mother for something I don't remember, but she didn't go, and she went to basketball camp instead. Wow. Now, the injury does run in the family. What? Injury? Mm-hmm. My mom tore all her ligaments in both oh, ankles playing no. basketball. So her foot is basically hanging there, and they had to take her foot and wrench it up and tape it so she could play. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a it's a dark cloud basically. that follows you. And I tore two ligaments playing baseball, so I have two torn ligaments that I recovered from. Wow. Damn, dude. Yeah, but look, it's crazy that you can go to school for bowling. I'm like, it makes me happy to hear that. I did not know you could do that. I thought like the most like, like I don't even know how you become a professional bowler. First of all, I can't even name one professional bowler. Well, I mean, that's how you have Jason Belmonte, Jesper Svensson, you, you Norm Duke, him. Pete Weber, Wes Malott, Big Nasty, but, but Chris Crather. Well, hold on, Big Nasty. That's Wes Malott. Um, so the pros on tour have nicknames. We're, oh, so this was the guy you were talking about at the beginning? So Wes Malott is a professional bowler who goes by Big Nasty. Okay. You have I, Jesper Svensson, who's another one. I think I was like moving around or screwing around with some knob. That's okay. I think I... You have Jesper Svensson, who's from Sweden. Uh-huh. They call him the Iceman because it's always cold in Sweden. Yeah. Um, Chris Prather is new, but they call him the Shark. Um, I think that's all I know, surprisingly. Um, but... More and more people come on. Yeah. I'm known as C4. C4. Yeah, because... Like C-4? Yep, like the C4, like okay. explodes. Okay. Um. So my aunt, whose name is Claudia, who's the first C. My uncle's name is Chuck, who's the second C. <laughs> my dad's name is Chris, which you know, who's yeah. the third C. I'm the fourth C as C4. So, I mean, that's what I may use is on pro, on tour, is C4. C4. But see, to my point is, the general public could not name a single professional bowler. I probably, can, probably not. Couldn't do it. Probably not. Like, until you said just, and I can't even, re- I listed, big nasty. Yeah. Now I know. I'll, <laughs> not, from here on out, I'll say, I, I know one, he's big nasty. <laughs> that's his nickname, so you can call him that. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's just, we can all name the... The basketball players, the football, baseball, base, football, yep, all of them, you know, but we can't name, can't name bowling. We, I can't name a single professional, is it billiards or pool? Like what do they class? Billiard player? Billiards. billiards. Well, you have Jason Shaw, who's a big billiards player. Who's professional. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, he, even golf, obviously tiger, tiger, everyone knows tiger, Roy McIlroy, Phil Mickelson. Yep. Um, who else you got on there? Jason Day. There you go. Tennis. Obviously, you have what? Uh, Serena Williams. Serena Venus Williams. Williams. Johnny McIntyre. Do you know that big, guy? I'm not a big tennis. I've heard of him, but I'm not a big tennis guy. I think that's his guy. name. Johnny McIntyre? I think so. Or, or McEnroll or something like that. Uh, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But um, damn. Good old, good old bowling, man. Look, I hope it happens <laughs> for you. I appreciate that. I'll let you know if it does. <laughs> you better like remember me well, when you, you're you get a card that tells you you're in the pba and you're eligible yeah so i'll if i do i'll have a card to show you i'll proof and i i told you this have you seen that movie kingpin yet not yet i'm probably gonna watch that either tomorrow or sunday you gotta watch it man. i am it's a comedy so i have to 
you know, there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of raunchiness to it, but uh, it's hey, definitely a I'm 20 years old almost, dude. I can handle some raunchy. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying it's not like don't go in expecting just nonstop bowling. Oh yeah, I know. You know that. what I mean? There's like a sub story of him trying to convince this Amish guy oh, yeah. to to be a professional bowler. Oh, so, okay. But um, it's a great movie, and uh, there's that scene where can this actually happen? They so he goes to this like like bowling alley at, late at night, right? Mm-hmm. And it's run by these like mafia dudes or something. Oh. <laughs> And he he hustles them essentially. Okay. He hustles them. And hustles he, them. He pretends like he's bad, right? Oh, the classic. Like I didn't pull that one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the classic hustle, and then he he takes all their money because he's a he's actually a professional bowler. Yeah. So he tries to leave, right? He's with Bill Murray. Bill Murray's in this movie. Okay. Bill Murray leaves. He just takes off without him. They take him. They're holding him like like there's like five or six dudes. They all pick him up. They take him inside and they shove his right hand into where the ball comes out that can that can happen and it supposedly rips his hand off it's actually a really intense scene (laughs) it's actually pretty horrific to watch um they do have at the bowling alley where they don't want you to put your hands in the ball return because it (laughs) potentially if not rip off your whole hand rip off a couple fingers um i learned that the hard way a little bit I went to reach. I heard the ball coming, so I reached down and I got my finger pinched in between two bowling balls. Oh, so man. I'm like, okay, we're not reaching for the ball in the ball return ever again. And I almost touched it. I almost touched the ball return. The little thing spinning in inside. Yeah, yeah. I almost touched it. Yeah, see, the, like the thing that I never understood about that is because it's in all the ones I've seen, it's literally just like this little conveyor belt on the bottom, right? That yeah, kind of so brings it up. Yeah, so the ball comes. It comes through, up, up. and up. Yeah, like yeah. A, like a backwards S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in, in this movie, the way they portray it is it's almost like he's putting his hand into like a wood chipper. Like that's not how it happens. Well, exactly. it's also a movie. It, I mean, it's so probably they, dramatized a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And it's a comedy. So it's, but it's, it's just like, oh man, oh. just the way it happens when you watch it, you gotta let me know <laughs> what you think about that. Cause they're just bringing him in and it's, and he's screaming and like the camera's slowly approaching the ball return. And then they, like they, like they, they, they put his hand on top and they're just <laughs> shoving his hand in and then it's just like, <laughs> and he's screaming. Oh man. Speaking of movies, have you ever, I don't think this is a movie, but 365 days on Netflix. Oh my God. Have you dude. seen that? Yes. Is it good? No. No, it's horrible. Not horrible. Are you only bringing this up? Cause you listen to Danielle and Karina's a <laughs> little bit, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Plus I've heard it from other people too. Oh my so God, dude. Yeah, that's definitely not a movie to pull up in the pain house. <laughs> the house of pain. <laughs> don't don't bring that one up. Seriously, man. That's just like a that's a it's like fifty shades of gray, but in oh. in wherever whatever country that's set in. Oh. <laughs> it's awful. It's it's literally horrendous. I I I've I've made it I think halfway through and I have no intention to finish it. Stranger Things was a good one. Stranger Things? Mm-hmm. That was a good one. I hear that's pretty good. I watch uh I've watched Fuller House. Never seen that one. Never seen that one. Um, that's that's one of my favorites. But uh, I watch a lot of stand-up on Netflix. Oh, they, really? Because they have a lot of stand-up specials. I need to finish my Criminal Minds series on Netflix. I've started that one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. You, I hear. I haven't seen it. You learn a lot. Yeah? From it. Yeah, you do. Is that something you would ever, like, let's say bowling doesn't work out, right? I've, What's your backup plan? I don't have one, to be honest with you. <laughs> Um, I've, when I was watching Criminal Minds, I thought about being like 
a forensics expert, detective, detective a little bit. I'm like, I think I could do this, <laughs> but now watching how like their minds work, it's like, nah, can't do it. My mind wouldn't work like that at all. No, nope. There's a lot of jobs. Number one, cop. I could not do it. Especially, I can nowadays. Nowadays, do it. Mm -mm. If anyone, like, if like, if I had a son and he was like eighteen, right, and he's about to graduate high school, and he's like, "Dad, I want to be a cop," I would literally do what we talked about earlier. I would somehow find a way to pick him up by his leg, hold him up, and drop him on his head, and be like, "Rethink Rethink. what you just said." (laughs) There is no benefit to wanting to be a cop right now. It's a lose lose. Could be an MP. MP military police. Okay. It's cop kind of. So you're basically standing guard at the gates of all of whatever your base you're at. Yeah. Yeah. And you have like AR 15s pistol on your thigh, stuff like that. It's really cool. Yeah. It makes a lot more sense to like, yeah, exactly. I'd be like, go in the military, dude. The hell my mom's told me to go in the military. Um, but I don't, I mean, I do have respect for authority figures. I just don't like to be yelled at. Oh yeah. For for something I'm doing wrong. Yeah, dude. I uh, uh, I actually contemplated doing the uh, the the Navy. I had a recruiter come over, and I thought that's what I was going to be doing. And I think from the like he left right, and I think I looked at my parents and I was just like, I can't do it because I have no purpose of being up at like four in the morning or whatever time they get up. I have no purpose for that. No, but you have to have a real dead it. Like, two two kinds of people go into the military. I think either lost people lost. right they literally have no idea what they want to do with their life and mm-hmm. that's their calling and for those people that's phenomenal that is phenomenal that that, that even exists that yeah. you can you have no calling in life go join the military mm-hmm. now that's your calling or right so if, if if you're not that you have maybe like a like a like a family history with it like everybody's been in the i do really mm-hmm but you have a passion for it from hearing these stories. You like, you're like, oh my god, I want to continue this legacy. My grandpa, I have a story from my grandpa. If he told me, go ahead. So he's out in Vietnam. He's out in the hangars where the planes are, working on a plane, and it's dark outside because it's nighttime out there in Vietnam. So he has the hangar doors open because it's nights outside. And he has the lights on, making all kinds of noise with his tools and stuff, and he hears a ting. So he stands up from under the plane, goes outside, goes, looks, sees nothing because it's dark, grabs a tool, goes back under the plane, and here's five minutes later, another ting. So he gets out, does the same thing, looks around, grabs another tool, goes back in there. Third and final time, five minutes later, ting. So he's like, he gets up, he's really looking now. His boy tackles him in the ground. He's like, Dave, what the hell are you doing? He's like, I'm working on a plane. I'm hearing tinks. He's like, his friend's like, you're getting shot at by snipers oh. across the field. What? So if he wasn't moving, he probably would have been shot. This is your grandfather? My grandfather. So I have two grandmas who are in the Air Force. My grandpa's in the Air Force. My other grandpa's in the Air Force. My uncle's in the Army. So I have a whole military legacy of Air Force and Army. Now, but you have no desire to continue it? I thought about going in the Marines. But my mom's like, you're not going to the Marines. You're not going to the first line. I'm like, Navy? She's like, you don't fit in the Navy ship either. I mean, being 6'3", I don't, probably won't fit in the submarine. Now, do you think like it's maybe a little bit of uh, like your mom just being like, I don't want my son going in the military. 
a little bit of that out of it and probably a little bit scared of probably being kia killed in action overseas oh yeah um because probably all of us aren't ready to die yet um especially me i still have a couple a lot more years of living yeah and i don't want to be killed i a mia out there afghanistan iraq and then having my mom find out by somebody else that her son's been killed in action yeah that's yeah in all those war movies that's always like the worst uh the worst part they'll just be like like the cliched scene is they're there's like in the kitchen right there's and then all of a sudden the, they see out the window here and knock the car here and knock at the door yep yeah. exactly yeah dude yeah so it's, it's a horrible way to go but those are the two people i kinds of people i think that go in you also have to be kind of fit i mean exactly they're, they're muscular <laughs> dudes out there yeah um but basic training i don't think i can make it through basic training at all see that's my thought and then i have my sister dan danielle but i call her danny um she was she went in shortly after 9 11 she went into the oh. into the navy mm-hmm. and um i just remember i remember i was what so this is probably i was 92 so this was i was like nine or ten i remember my mom getting letters of just because that's obviously back then they didn't have you know facetime cool. or whatever it is they had do. cell phones but you know that they weren't really popular yeah so it was mostly letters and i just remember my mom getting all these letters from from my sister and my sister just being like i want to come home and my feet are swollen every night from doing all this stuff and i'm in so much pain and it's just like when i was talking to the recruiter that's just what kept going through my head it's like your sister yeah my sister and all these letters i was getting or my my family was getting and i just somehow read them and you didn't want to go down the same path but that but yeah, and I was thinking, like, I can't, like, there's no way I, like, I'll be able to do this. There's no way. I know me. If I, no one else knows me better than me, I know me. I, uh, but then I'm like, but my sister did it, you know? <laughs> I was in the same boat. I talked, I was talking to an Air Force recruiter, thinking I could do, I could do this. It's just Air Force. You're out there flying pa- planes and stuff like that. Yeah. But in the end, my mom's like, do you really want to do this? I'm, I'm like, no. I don't want to be up in a plane getting missiles at me and having to dodge everything. Yeah. Uh, it's not for me. Exactly. And it's awesome that you had that before you joined. Mm-hmm. Right? I do feel like a lot of people probably have that epiphany a little after bit the, too late. After they joined, <laughs> yep. They signed the dotted line. They're like, yeah, I'm joining the military. And then you fast forward to like two, three weeks later when they're off. And basic doing and whatever they're, like, they're doing. What did I just do? Exactly. Yep. That you regret. <laughs> and I feel like that would have been me. I feel like that would have been me. Mm-hmm. If I had actually joined, I probably would have been like, what did I do? Because I have no passion about this. You have to have a passion about it. Well, Mike, <laughs> Mike's going in the Air Force. Yeah, Mike Quigley. Yep. Also been on the podcast. I He's have, designed for that. He is designed for that. <laughs> I also have a buddy who just went to basic a couple of weeks ago for the Air Force. Okay. So... I wonder what's running through his mind right now in basic. What do you think? I don't, I have no, I have no idea what's running through his mind. Like how well do you know him? Like how much of a buddy is he? I know him well enough as not like a close friend, but Mm -hmm. a friend. Okay. Hey man, I hope he, I hope he's happy and I hope he's, this is what he wants to do. No one wants a dishonorable 
discharge, nope. right? That's what it's called. Yeah, dishonorable, dishonorable discharge. Dishonorable discharge. Yeah. Like, what does that even mean? Other than it just being like, like, is that on a record? If I get pulled over by a cop, do they see that I was I, dishonorably discharged? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Google. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. This is why I need somebody. I need a third person, sort of like my boy. Oh Rogan. yeah. Oh yeah. He has he has a guy, Jamie, and I'll just be like, Jamie, pull this up. I need someone for that. But I don't make money or I don't make enough money doing this. <laughs> uh dishonorable. Here we're just gonna we're just gonna talk. We're gonna talk. I think it's dishonorable discharge. All right, let's see here. What what were we gonna say? I think it's where you don't like do something right over and over and over again and they probably don't have and then they know it's like, oh, he can't be trusted. He He's not honorable to the military. Let's give him a dishonorable discharge. Yes. I think so. So people ask, so these are the popular ones. Okay. What happens if you get a dishonorable discharge? If someone is dishonorably discharged from the military, they are not allowed to own firearms. That is true. I knew that one. Wow. Military members who receive dishonorable di- discharge forfeit all military and veteran benefits yep. and may have a difficult time finding work oh i did not know that one. Ooh, so it does follow you it does does dishonorable discharge ruin your life one of the worst parts about receiving it is the fact that it can affect your life long after your military service has concluded a person who was discharged from the military typically cannot receive any of the military benefits yes yes, yep. yes. okay so yeah it's it's definitely not just some hooting anything that yeah. you don't have to worry about yeah exactly my so, uncle was medically discharged from the military that's something different something different so it's not it's not the same i mean he's he's trying to find a job right now but i mean still medically discharged not not but, good but does that mean that it was because he was in the military i'll give you the story good he was the mechanic so he's working on jeeps and stuff out there when they're out there fighting uh-huh. So he had his backpack on, his denotable backpack, and his tool bag. Um, so he's out there walking, and he had his tool bag on for so long, it sagged his shoulders. And I think dislocated both shoulders, but I'm not sure. So they cut biceps in his left shoulder and picked his shoulder up and tied the, his bicep around his shoulder to keep it in place. And I think they cut tendons and ligaments in his right shoulder and the same thing picked his shoulder up and tied those around. So now I don't, he's not allowed back in the military. He's medically discharged. So that sounds to me like it's the military's fault, right? It's because he was in the military that this happened to him. Well, he also was a mechanic. So, I mean, I, I don't know it's a, it's if a it's fine line. their fault or not i mean because he i mean you have to have tools to work on jeeps and stuff that's not the military's fault because they provided him with tools true but it's also but it's also their fault for not realizing that this kind of how many tools do you need to work on a jeep nonetheless that that, and just the fact that it that like you said he was doing it for so long it's like why was he why was he wearing it for so long like there should be i guess time limits or you figure this is stuff i don't know anything about but it's just speculating It's, it's it just sounds like it it is the military's fault in a way. So mm-hmm. I wonder what that means. Like, does he receive benefits? Does he receive like like a pay? He does get pay. So he does get a little bit of benefits. I think he has his military benefits still. Okay. But I have to go ask I have to ask him when I see him next time. I don't know how long that will be. Yeah. yeah. To see what 
he gets as benefits for being medically discharged. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I know he still has possession of firearms. Of course. I know that. <laughs> um, he's able to go to work for jobs and stuff. I just don't know what his benefits are as military or medically discharged, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as far as I as far as I know, that's the only one that would probably but the, the dishonorable dishonorably discharged though. Yeah, say that five times. Dishonorably <laughs> discharged, dishonorably it's still Yeah, you can't even say it two times fast. But um this also my sister really missed out on a on a big opportunity, from what I understand, of getting a big kind of payout. Cause she was um there was this time where so I have a story, she was on like a you don't have to worry about like making sound or anything. Um, she was, uh, I think she was on some kind of like a boat during her time in the military, right? And this guy that, that was driving the boat, he was doing like these things where he was trying to like oh, hop pop, the wave, pop it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he was doing this, right? And this is while she was active in the military. And the way she describes it is she was in the back, right? And he hit a wave so hard and the boat just kind of. Popped up oh, like that. Pop the back up. Pop the back up. And she went up in the air flying, Ugh. came down on her back. Ooh. And she's had she's had back problems ever since then, but she never did anything about it. And from what I understand from people that have told her this, she could have done something where she could have received something because it happened while she was active, essentially on the clock. Active duty. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, why are you trying to pop waves during a job? I mean, there's time for fun. There's time for work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're on a boat, you should be working, doing something, not trying to pop a wave. For sure. But that's that guy's fault for trying to have fun on the clock. Yes. Now, this will probably offend some people, but I don't give two fucking shits because <laughs> we live in a culture that just is so easily offended. And I mean, it's... Look, at, look at today. Yeah. Greg Floyd. Oh, George Floyd. Or George Floyd, excuse me. Yeah. People are already offended, and it's still going on. Yes, rightfully so, right? Like, rightfully so to be offended by by that. Like, what I mean is, like, I I don't know, digging stuff up from, like, 10 years ago, like Twitter. Oh, yeah. Like, there was that classic example of Kevin Hart. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember this, but he had a tweet that he tweeted out, like, 10 years ago, where he was basically saying, if my son turns out gay unacceptable oh i remember that Mm -hmm. and someone dug that up and they brought it to the forefront and he he was going to host the oscars he lost it It, it, it's just like it's nonsense it's nonsense nonsense. he's a comedian so but like it that's the culture we live in where everyone's offended by everything so what i was going to say was there's also a third type of person that goes into the military fucking idiots (laughs) <laughs> idiots do go in the military yeah fucking idiots go into the military dude mm-hmm. and that dude is a prime example the guy popping the wave the wave fucking idiot yep idiots go into the military <laughs> exactly not everyone that goes into the military is an idiot but At least idiots go into one the out of ten is an idiot <laughs> one out of ten there we go i'll go with that st- statistic i hate that word statistic statistic <laughs> there's a movie fun with dick and jane with uh it's on netflix uh, with Jim Carrey, and there's a scene in that movie where he he stumbles over that word while he's doing a broadcast on the news, and he's like, "We have some statistics, yeah, statistics," and the and then like characters make fun of it later on in the movie. It's just something that's always stuck with me. Um, I've had a hard time pronouncing Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. 
Huh. Arnold Palmer. And it's like, as I pronounce it, it's right off the tongue now. Arnold Palmer. Yeah, what's the... I'm trying to think of some other words that are like really tricky to try to get them Contempt. Contempt. That's a hard one for me. Dude, I mean, we've we've said it. Dishonorable discharge. (laughs) That's probably one of the hard ones. The fact that they put dis and dis, right? And dishonorable discharge. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like just discharge. It is it's a fact that the English language is the hardest language to learn. Yes, I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll take pineapple for example. <laughs> Every other language country or country, pineapple's the same word. When you come to the English language, <laughs> pineapple is pineapple. I mean, I'm no joke, you can go look it up right now if you want to. So wait, hold on. Say that again? Pineapple in every other country and language? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I don't even know what the word is, but it's the same word in every language of every country country except so English. It doesn't matter if you're in Spain or Japan. It, you're going to say it the same exact way? Not this, It's spelled the same way, uh-huh. but it depends on the people's accents. Like Spain's will say it their Spanish way. Um, England's will say it their Britain way, but it's spelled the same way except for us. We spell it pineapple. Well, you know, something that always makes me laugh is like when you're watching, we'll say someone speaks Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll they'll get to either an, like an English word or usually it's, it's like McDonald's, right? <laughs> so they'll be like, I, uh, here we go. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to offend some more people. Go <laughs> McDonald's. You know what I mean? I know. They don't mean. have a word. For, for McDonald's. McDonald's, they have to insert the English word McDonald's. Yeah, that always makes me laugh. <laughs> so it's like, McDonald's. It's like what? It's like you, you, you figured out translations for everything else. You can't figure out how to translate McDonald's. McDonald's? Uh, yeah, I know. Like <laughs> like something like that. I don't know. Five people just tuned out. Probably. <laughs> They're Unless. like, fuck this guy. <laughs> He's not even doing it right. Who cares? Yeah, dude, I don't care, man. But yeah, that's that's interesting. Dude, it it blows my mind how this and I've heard this said on on a lot of podcasts, Rogan talks about it a lot. It's just it's it, it the idea that we figured out a way so that you understand what I'm saying right now. Mm-hmm. It's a miracle yeah. that you even understand what I'm saying right now. Oh yeah. That like I mean, we come from caveman days as grunts and yeah, stuff how, like that to now that fully speaking words. I, it doesn't add up to me. Me neither. My, my brain cannot process going back that far to the point where we figured out... Words. Words. What does that even mean, words? Like, I understand what it means, but I don't at the same time. <laughs> there's, there's some words where I, I, I'll say it, I'm like... Where do we get that word from? Yeah. It, it doesn't add up to me. And then I think about where are we going 50 years from now? Like, what is it going to, is it going to sound the same? Is it, is there going to be some, some kind of derivative of the language that we're not even going to recognize? So we'll look back on this. Here's, here's one, for example. Go ahead. Where do we get latte from? Latte. Latte. I want to, well, latte, latte. That sounds like shorts. Where do we get shorts from? Well, hold on, because I want to. 
I want to figure out this latte. What does that sound like? Latte sounds like it could be what? French? Latte. latte. Ooh, latte. Latte. Hold on. Let's see here. Latte. What is the difference between place of origin? Italy. Ooh. Italy. Okay. Well, yeah, I can see that now. Let's see here. In Northern Europe and Scandinavia, the term something, I, I, I don't know what that is. In France, cafe, cafe latte is mostly known from the original Italian name of the drink. Uh-huh. Huh. I- interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. Me neither. I don't know where any of it comes from. Politics? What does that have to do with politics? Calling people latte drinkers has become a common political attack. The popularity of espresso drinking in large cities, especially among more affluent urban populations, has caused some to consider it elitist behavior. What? I don't know. So, that's funny. Interesting. We get, we have words nowadays so that it's like, where, where'd you even come up with that word? Who came up with that word? Yeah. Who came up with any words? I don't know, man. It's it, it blows my mind. I'm not smart enough to know. I just accept it. I mean, books. Books come b- go back to the Egyptian times. They made reeds into paper. And then it translated into the Greeks and Romans as um, like rolls, uh-huh. like scrolls, kind of, if you want to think about it. And then we have books now. Amazing how much you learn from history. But then you got to wonder how much of it is actually true. True. And then how much of it is the telephone game? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? Yep. I tell you one thing. You say something completely differently. And then you're going to whisper it so differently into the next person's ear. And then it's just like, okay, so how do I know? So, you know, you go back right to the Bible. Yeah. Uh, How like... Uh, how true how how true to the word of that is is it i like at face like face value is it what it is like is that what they wanted or has it been just so just through the years it's just been put through this like kind of processing machine of just being translated differently and then screwed up in the translation you know um being christian going to church every Sunday. I believe it to be true. I mean, because Paul wrote the book of Romans as well as Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. So he went to the church of Ephesus. He went to the church of um, Colossians, Colossus, I think it is. And he had many people on his journey. He had John and stuff like that. So, all depends on how you look at it. Yeah, and you perspectives, have, and you and and you just have faith. Yeah, you have faith in it. See, because the way the way my mind is wired is, I want to go. I want to say, because you say it almost like as a matter of fact, right? And I'm not saying you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. Oh yeah, I know that. You know, I'm not doing either of that. But my mind goes, uh, I don't even know what my buddy who lives five doors down is doing right now. 
He could be doing anything. Man, For all I know, anything. He could be a serial killer. And <laughs> and 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 I only know what's happening in these four walls right now. Yeah. I know that there's a laptop on me. I know that I just drank a frappuccino drink. That's what I know. Mm-hmm. Everything else, I'm taking the word of the 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 people that hand it to me. Yeah. So that, it, but especially when it comes to like religion and all that stuff, I'm just taking it. I'm taking it very lightly. So I'm not saying it's not true. It's not wrong, but it's, it's not I mean, wrong either. But you don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> no one was there. I don't know, man. Me neither. I don't want this to sound like, I like this is all I think about. Because I don't. There's a lot of times I'll just be sitting on like the bed, like I'll like I'll just I'll tune out, watch something, right? But I like thinking about the deep stuff, right? I I, I do that. I'll play video games. I'll just something comes across my mind. I'll just pause the game. And I'll sit there and think about it for yeah five minutes and just like sit there. And I feel like too many people don't do that. I feel like too many people just it crosses their mind. They just go about their day. Yeah, they just it's gone. Yeah, because they don't want to think about it. They don't want to think about the fact that I don't, that no one knows what any of this is, that, you know, that, that, that it's so limited. Mm-hmm. Like we think of a, like, let's say you live to be a hundred, right? We think of a hundred as, damn, that's a long time, a hundred years, right? But think about how much you've seen in that hundred years. That, and then cut 20 because by the time you're 80 you're probably unless you have really good genes good health you're probably almost dead at that point i mean my grandma's <laughs> nine my great grandma's 92 years old and is she actually functioning is she functionable not really okay she's starting to get stages of dementia see that's you know like that's but awful think about it like 30 years old what she's seen in like 1930s 1940s oh yeah even the 50s sure. you it's amazing how much you learn from your ancestors. A hundred percent. But it's like, we're all just, a lot of us are on autopilot, man. Yeah. We're just on autopilot. We just go about our day, get through our day, and it's the next day. Yeah. I mean, over and over again. You really got to train yourself. And me being 27, I feel like that, you know, it, it comes with age, right? It does. It's so cliched, but it's so damn true. It's just the older you get, the the, the more you just become aware of the f- the fragileness, the fragility mm-hmm. of this thing called L-I-F-E. Yeah. And I've caught myself multiple days, right, where I'll just be in a parking lot and I'll have the windows rolled down. I might be listening to a podcast. I might be listening to the radio, Spotify, whatever. And I just look around and it blows my mind. I'm looking at people going in, mailing packages. I'm looking at people coming out of a restaurant. I'm looking at people just getting in a car, sitting in the car, why is that person not leaving? They're just sitting in the car. Like it, it's just, I don't understand. I know this sounds like I'm scatterbrained. Yeah. I, I don't understand depression. Me neither. Because there's no, re- I mean, you have sadness. Yes. A family member dies. Yeah. But you get over it. You don't need to be depressed for like a week about the family member being sad or the family member dying. Well, it's easy to say, get over it. It is. Right? You just move on. That's easy, too. It's easy to say. Now, it's harder to actually do. It is. My point is, if you actually look around, right, you can actually really figure out and and, and realize that there is no need to be depressed because every single person is in this 
at the same time, no matter what your economic level is, you might be a celebrity. They're going to go through the same shit that you're going to go through. They're going to go through losing a family member, right? They're going to, they're going to go through those, those health crises that you're going to go through crises. Now they may go through it a little bit sooner than you, but they're still going to go through it. Yeah. We're all going to go through everything. It's all everything. There's nothing new. No. Right. COVID-19 is not new. It's not. It's a disease. We've, the human race has experienced disease before. What happened to George Floyd is not new. No. That's been happening forever. Mm-hmm. Nothing's new anymore. It's a rinse repeat cycle, unfortunately. Basically. So people that are depressed, look, and I don't want to offend people that are depressed, <laughs> but you don't it's you don't have to be depressed. And the answer isn't popping a pill either. No, it's not. It's no. not popping a pill. No. I'm firmly don't do that either. Don't like people that rely on drugs to be happy. I don't get it. You have to. There's happiness in life. You don't need a drug to take it. Thank you. I mean, you have friends. You can go to friends to see. Um, yeah. You don't need a drug to be happy. You have to surround yourself with positive influences. Yeah. People that care about you. Mm-hmm. And I always say you have to have something to look forward to always. Absolutely. If you have something to look forward to then how can you be depressed? You're looking forward to something. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like so many people don't have that. So if if someone listening to this is feeling that way and they're maybe, you know, on the on the edge of just doing something awful or hurting themselves or whatever, find something to look forward to, right? I feel I think that like depressed people just sit in a room all day in the dark and just do nothing. They don't go outside, they don't try yeah. to find help. They just I can do it by myself. Let me just sit here and do nothing and wallow. Yeah. And that's awful. That is you awful. You know, that's, there's so many resources that are out there. There's, there's so many just, you know, there's an app for everything. Go on Bumble for all I know. Find a friend. There, Find a friend. Like, did you know that? I did not know there was Bumble. It's called Bumble. All the names Bumble. Bumble. And it finds a friend for you. Well, you can do friends or you, you can do the cliche dating, right? But you can turn that on or off. So oh, okay. if you don't want to be dating <laughs> and you just want someone to hang out with, go on there. It's that's, it's that's literal. Pretty, if you think about it, it's pretty sad. You need an app to find a friend for you and you can't find one your own self. It is sad, but, but at the same time, if that's the last ditch effort, I'll take do it. that. Do it. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll let an app find a friend for me. I don't need it. I'm saying if someone else needs it. I don't need it either, but yeah. Yeah. If it finds if it finds happiness for somebody, then I'm all for it. Yeah, exactly. Everybody should be happy. Yeah. There's no reason for somebody to be sad. Yeah. See cuz without naming names, right? This is a pretty recent thing that uh, that I've been going through. I have a hard time where if I get attached to to, to someone that I'm interested in, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying friend friend-wise, I'm talking about like I want something more with this person, mm-hmm. right? Beyond a friend. Yeah, beyond a friend. If I get attached to that person, it's a weird kind of switch in my brain where I start focusing 100% on that person, right? Yeah. And unless that person is on the same wavelength as me, and this person has not been, and I don't know if she is, and I'm still trying to figure this out, and it's frustrating beyond belief, Curtis, but (laughs) then it, when we're not on the same wavelength, right, all of a sudden, I start to feel like nothing else matters right everything just flies by kind of like well yeah because because i'm 
I'm so zoned in on this one person. Yeah, you're and, zoned in on and, one thing you don't And they're realize. clearly not on, on the that. same page. They're not zoned in on me. Yeah. And I realize that, and now I'm left going like, okay, um, I've lost interest in everything else that I've ever had an interest in because this person came into my life, and now I'm going to dedicate myself to that person. So it's this real tricky balance. So what I'm trying to get at with this is don't do that. Don't, no. Do not. Life's too important to just focus on one person. Yes. Somebody yeah. else will come around. One person is not the end-all, be-all. And I've had a really tricky time figuring that out for myself. Um, if, it's like if you focus on one person, you could miss something very important. You could miss the person that was supposed to be in your life. That you were supposed to marry, but you missed it because you're focused on this one person. You think, oh, this is this is her. But or him or whoever it is. Yeah, whoever it is. And you miss it. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've had, had that happen before. Like, 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 do you relate to that? Like where you kind of zone in on that one person and you almost kind of forget about everything and everyone else? A little bit. Yeah. I've had that happen at least once, I think. That's toxic, man. That's bad. It's really bad. And it's, I feel like it's very common. I feel like there's a lot of people out there that would relate to, if nothing else on this podcast, that. They would yeah. be like, oh my God, that sounds like me. That sounds like someone comes into my life and they do something, right, that just gets me on board with them. All of a sudden, my blinders are put on. Literally, I, I'm not kidding. This podcast is like my like my passion, man. This thing is like, I can't, this, is I my, see it. this is my baby right here. <laughs> this person made me, uninterested in podcasting wow because i was so focused on them right and then like let's say we had a plan a day like we had a plan one day and she she canceled Ooh, right that's like let's say that yeah and this has happened you would think okay well eddie go podcast now you can't i've lost an interest in it mm -hmm. it happened man i like all of a sudden i was like i don't want a podcast why? Why don't why don't I want a podcast? Oh, because I wanted to be with this person. Oh, but but that person canceled on you, man. Yeah, I was I was walking in the store one day with my family and it was me, my brother, and my mother. And I saw I walked in a couple minutes later I saw this girl. I turned and I looked at her and Corbin Corbin was talking to me and I turned back at him. I'm like, What? I didn't, I didn't catch you. He's like I said something. I'm like, I didn't hear it because I was focused on that one person. I missed what he was saying to me. Yeah. And it, it's happened multiple times to me. And that's a good example because like, that's the classic example of, well, I don't know if it's classic, but it's, <laughs> it, it is an example of, you know, and it sounds like you have this realization, like you've already had this realization, whereas as I haven't, it, 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 it took me a while to get to it. Whereas it is family matters just a little bit more mm -hmm. than the person that you're trying to, let's say, form a relationship with, yeah. right? Because who's always going to be there? Your family. The family, right? Unless Your, you have a falling out with the family, but... The person you're trying to get was probably never going to be there for you. Probably. probably. I say probably because it could happen. It she could, could be there for Absolutely. you. And it could not. Yeah. But you can fall back on your family and trust they'll catch you rather than that girl. Yeah. As in probably, I say again. And what's good about you is it seems like you have that solid foundation. It seems like you have that, right? Mm -hmm. You have that with your family, which is awesome. Like you have that, 
you know, that solid family foundation. It sounds like you spend time with your family and all that stuff. It's a little trickier on my end because I'm such a, I am such a loner in, 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 in a lot of ways. I'm, I'm a know? loner too. Um, last night I decided to play video games with my friends rather than go watch a movie just cause it's like, they're my friends. They're going away to college soon and they're probably never, well, I wouldn't, I shouldn't say never. They won't have the time when they're in college cause I've, I've been through it. Yeah. It's schoolwork and bowling all day, all week. So they won't have time. But it's like I can spend time with family five months from now rather than five months trying to find time with them. So yeah. I try to balance it as much as possible as I can. Um, it's hard, like yeah. I say. Yeah. But I mean, it really is true. It's so, it's so important. And, Luckily, luckily I'm trying to form like, I'm so thankful that I'm really getting close with my niece, uh, who's about to enter high school. Oh. Finally, like it, like it finally happened. It, like, like, I don't know what the switch was. She, she, maybe it was when she came on, I had her on the podcast. I haven't released it yet, but I wanted to get her on right before she went into high school. And then the plan is get her back on right Oof. as she's about to leave high school. Yeah. See, see the, what the, see what the change is. So I had her on and I feel like after that there was a switch of just all right, now I feel as though we're like there's a connection here. Not trying to be weird, but connection like you're closer than yeah. you were. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's another thing that, that I always think about. It's a weird thing, family, right? Mm -hmm. You're born, let's say you so you have your brother Corbin, right? It's it's just the way it is. You have to love him. You yeah. have to. Yeah. You have to. You don't have a say. No. You're born. He's born. You have to love him. That's the way it's ingrained in our brain. Now, you may not like him. Exactly. But you have a deep love for him. Yeah. And you may say, I don't love you. But when you go back and think about it, you, he's your brother. Yes. He's family. You'll love him till you die. Yeah. But the, but the weird part is, is when those people come along... And I'm sure you have it. I have plenty of examples. The like the people that aren't family, right? That yeah. somehow become even closer. So I I have a brother. His name's Mike. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I do love him, right? But I have to love him as well. Yeah. But I have a friend. His name's Boyd. And this is gonna sound awful, but this is true. I'm closer to Boyd than I am with my than my own brother. And I consider Boyd a brother. Oh yeah, I've. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have. How weird is that? Pretty. I have three <laughs> friends, and I have guy friends, girlfriends, whatever name yeah. it. I consider my three friends guys, and one of my girlfriends as a three brothers, and three and a sister. Just because we grew, we we didn't grow up together. We spent like four years together. So you have that connection, and I've had people tell me, how many siblings do you have? I'm like, well, I have one biological brother, and I have three brothers, or three non-biological brothers, and one non-biological sister. It's just how it is. Yeah. I've grown so close to them. Same with you. I consider you as a brother, an older brother. Damn, dude. We got to get a sound effect in here. I don't know. <laughs> 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 is that a little uh, too homo? I don't know. Is 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 that the right way? Is, is that the right word to say? Did I just lose five more 
people. I think you lost 10 there. <laughs> 10. Homo? Oh, man. I, I, I'm i sorry if I apologize. Like, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. What's this one? There we go. A little better. I think you could do better. Well, that's people like after me saying homo. They're like. It's a little creeped out right there. They got the crickets chirping. Like, Eddie, why'd you just say that? Look, I apologize. All right. I'm sorry. Well, gay. There we go. There, That's I, a little better I, word. I feel like people are okay with that. What's this one? Tell a joke. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Tell a joke that's not funny. There we go. See, that's the sound effect. It's a little homo. Oh, God. Why did I say that again? <laughs> and I think this one is cheers. Yeah. And then we got the intro and outro music. Yeah, man. It's weird. It's weird stuff. I don't know. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine is. Oh. Anything pressing you want to say? Anything that you have to like? Like when you came here, right? What like what like what was going through your head? Um, I couldn't stop thinking about it at work. I'm like, <laughs> what are we gonna say? We we don't have nothing in common, but we don't have very much in common either. <laughs> and we're <laughs> yeah, about that yeah. Um, but we've talked for about what 40 minutes now 40 50 minutes no an hour and 15 an hour and 15 that's how long we've talked yep and we just <laughs> rumble stuff off yeah but nothing like nothing that you want like let's say and i'm not wishing this on you but okay. let's say tonight right you you leave and you get into a horrible car accident Ugh. and you die Ugh. what do you want your last words man to be like this is it I, I would literally have the last thing you ever did on this re- on this recording. Yeah. This would be it. Pretty cool. Right? Last, probably my vo- last voice. Yeah. Last time you'll hear me talk. Yeah. They would, like, like your family would be like, we need that. We need, you better give us that. And I'd be like, yeah, here you go. Have it. But, like, what do you want to say? I mean, I'm a nice guy. You Dude, you're, like, one of the nicest guys. I try to. I mean, I have empathy for people all the time. I feel what they feel. If somebody's down, I do my best if there is anything I could do to help them feel better. Um, But I know I'm not always going to be there for somebody. It's it's hard to know that. But like, what do you mean? Like, what are you referring to there? Like, you're not going to be there for, for someone. Um, Like my friend. When he goes off to school, I'm not going to be there to help him yeah, Phys- yeah. physically, okay. obviously. But I had a dream one night when I was sleeping. And it was probably the scariest dream I've ever had. I woke up from a dead sleep at like two in the morning. Me and my brother were walking down the street. And this guy comes up, an older guy, comes up and just talks to us. So I step in front of my brother, protecting him. I mean, he's younger than me, so I do what I do. I told the dude to walk away. Leave us alone and turn and walk away. And I happen to glance down and look, and I can see something shining in his waistband. So I'm like, he's got a gun. Why don't we turn and walk away? <laughs> so I told Corbin, let's go. So I turned, and he turned, and we both walk away. And all I hear is, bang, sound of a gun. So I 
turn and look at Corbin, and he's down on the ground, bleeding out of his back. I turn and look at the guy. The guy pointed his gun and put it down like, he shot my brother. There's, there's literally nothing I can do to help him. I could not be there for my brother to help him. You dreamt? I dr- Your brother it, being murder, like brutally shot? I have weird dreams. Damn. But yeah, it, I dreamt that. <sighs> wow. And I thought about it all day. Today? Like this was today? No, this was months ago. Uh, okay. Months ago. And I kept quiet the whole day because I just thought about this. Wow. And I don't talk about feelings a lot just because it's kind of weird for me. So it's like if somebody asks me if I'm okay, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. But even though they can clearly see and I'm not fine. But yeah, not being there for somebody is probably my biggest fear. Damn. Yeah, man. It's not good to bottle stuff up. I'll tell you that much. It's, uh, I actually punched a hole in my door at, uh, the house I grew up in one Thanksgiving. We were having the Thanksgiving dinner at my brother's house, mm-hmm. which was right across the street from your house, from, from the house I was at, yep. from I was living in. So we were having dinner there and I was, I was just quiet the whole night. I, I don't remember why I was quiet. I I feel like I might have just been in a mood or whatever. You're like you're like me. If you you piss me off, you make me mad. I won't talk at all. Maybe that was it. Something happened, but I was quiet at the dinner, and everybody kind of picked up on it, right? And they were yeah. all making comments. And in hindsight, I know that there was no malicious intent or anything, but it felt like they were all just kind of targeting, kinda, targeting, targeting me, zero in on me, whatever. So I was just like uh, to my to my girlfriend at the time, Marie. I was like, I'm 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 going home. Like I don't want to be here right now. So I get my stuff. I leave. She follows me, and uh, then my mom comes over, and she, you know she's she's like you know kind of upset about it and everything. And it had all just been boiling up to that point, and it was really because I had been um, kind of like this is like pretty like just just a few years ago. I was really upset that I was the age I was and I was still living at home. That's that was what I can feel that. That I was mean, what was like pushing me over the edge. I was really frustrated just at myself. I was like I'm like 20, I think this is like I'm turning 25 that year. I'm I'm 25 and I live at home. I'm 20 living at home. So which is I, that's okay but still i mean you're 20 years old still living with mom and dad i mean you know but yeah 25 though but like I this understand is that. like this is where i was I, like i like i wasn't i was frustrated at my kind of almost i guess lack of progression, progression in, yeah. in life so all this had been bubbling up and boiling and just and just like i was feeling it every day i woke up and anyway so it it, it culminated in me just kind of like just storming off and and then slamming my door and all that rage that I had bottled up. I just took it out. I clenched my fist and I just popped the door and man, like it just, it was a pretty sturdy door. It just felt like, like, or not plastic, but a thin piece of wood. Yeah. It felt like nothing. That's how much energy and anger and just momentum I had in that, in that punch. It just like, like it didn't hurt. I was just numb to it. I just Adrenal- punched that's it. Adrenaline. I would like, adrenaline. Blew, blew me away, you know. And uh, 
that was a dark time for me. That was a real dark time. Luckily, I like my girlfriend was uh, what, you know was there for me at the time, um, and uh, that was actually the so it was Thanksgiving dinner, and then she was like, "Come on, come on, like we're gonna we're gonna go out, we're gonna because we do the Black Friday or we did the Black Friday stuff." But it was it was it was bizarre, man, bizarre. So it's not good to bottle stuff up. That's that's where I was going with that. I've had that happen. Really? Corbin's made me mad once, and I kept it, and I exploded on him. I probably could have hurt him. That's how mad I was at him. Damn. I literally picked him up and slammed him on my bed. That's how mad I was mm. at him. But now that I learned, it's like if you release all that tension, anger, frustration, you, you're, you're better off. Than just bottling it up. Yeah. But how do you release it? The answer? Talk. Yeah. You have to talk. And too many people, myself included, we always just avoided the talk. I avoid the talk. Right? Yep. We avoid the talk. We don't we don't talk about it. We suppress it. We make a mental note about it. We put it in a little envelope. We like sign, seal, deliver the thing, and then just put it in a filing cabinet in our mind and shut it. And it's all right, forever. now we're moving on. Yep. Whereas instead of doing all that, we could have just said, Hey, this is what I'm feeling. I got to talk to somebody about this. And then you wouldn't have to make that mental note and fill that filing cabinet of just negativity. And so, yeah, that's, that's the answer. You gotta, you gotta talk about it. You gotta, Got to talk about it. You do. One thing that amazes me is how our brains are like hardwired to like remember what we want to remember. I mean, for me, I'm really good at remembering numbers. Uh huh. So I can remember numbers right off the bat and they won't leave. Um, other people may be good at remembering. I don't, I have no idea what other people are good at remembering, but I mean, we all remember something. Yeah. Yeah. The way the mind works is a, is a bizarre thing. Now that comes across my mind is how our minds are like worked in the way. How they work the way they work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then how we kind of distort memories, mm-hmm. right? And how everything feels better when you remember it. So this feels good right now, this thing that you and I are doing. Mm-hmm. It feels great. I love it. It's going to feel better five days from now when I'm like, damn, that was actually really good. Why didn't I appreciate it a little more? Yeah. And the, and my mind is going to form that. It's going to form whatever the like uh, whatever the melatonin in my mind or whatever the, what, what? the endorphins or whatever. That's how it's going to, my brain is going to kind of heighten it a little bit. Right, that's how, like that's memories are usually always good, right? Yeah, yeah. You have shit memories, but yeah, focus on the good ones. You focus on the good ones, and your mind almost tricks you into thinking they were better than they were. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. That's how it goes. Like, I, like one of my favorite memories is my twenty first birthday, taking a road trip to Atlanta, Georgia, to go to a Walking Dead convention. That was a great time with my buddy Boyd. I was talking about earlier. That was a phenomenal time. As it happened, in hindsight, 
that's like a that's like a that's a watermark. Like that's like a is that no, it's a watershed. I think it's a watershed moment. Either way, it's a it's a that's like a that's like a highlight in a book. Oh yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I know. You highlight it. I gotta remember that. That's what that is. Speaking of the brain, um, if you're like trying to pick something up, let's say I'm trying to pick up the water bottle. My brain doesn't tell me move your arm forward to the side and clench your fingers. It just it happens and you do it without thinking. Same thing with running. You you do stuff without having your brain to like tell you to like one leg forward. You just do it. Yeah, but don't they say that it's like a millisecond of your brain is telling you, right? To do what you just said. So it's telling well, yeah. me. So it's telling me, okay. But then when I like when I hear that my brain is telling me to do that, it's like, is that free will? <laughs> I don't know, but am, you really don't I, think about it. you just do it. Am I under some control? Like or am I being controlled? Am I in control or am I being controlled? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't I don't know that answer. Right? What the hell? If that's true that our like our brain has a millisecond of all right now go pick up that thing and do it and then that but it's like that it's just that that's how quick it happens then I guess I'm not in control my brain is in control but my brain is my brain god damn man questions we don't know the answer to I'm telling you and the amazing part is we're doing all this completely sober yep <laughs> for everyone listening I had a Frappuccino, one of those Starbucks Frappuccino drinks in a bottle, and he's drinking Zephyr Hills. Well, for now, Zephyr Hills until a year. There you go. Yeah, then I got to get you back on. Mm -hmm. Then we'll we'll have a couple brewskis. We'll see the difference. Yeah, and then see what we start talking about. (laughs) Damn. That is something that happens. uh, I'm a pretty quiet guy normally. You get some some alcohol in me. I am a chatterbox until I start feeling sleepy. Oh, mm -hmm. but usually that like, it just releases something in me. And like the other night I was at brass tap. Okay. I was at brass tap with Letty. Oh yeah. And we were just having some drinks and you couldn't stop talking. I couldn't couldn't, stop talking. Shut up. I could not shut the hell up. And I, and I was like, like some guy was in the corner smoking a cigar and I was like, you ever look at someone and think to yourself, I could take that guy. I could, I could fight him. I like I remember saying that to her and she's like, you know, like 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 that is something I would not normally say. It's amazing <laughs> the difference or the stuff you say when you're sober and you're drunk. Yeah. You say two completely different things. Yeah. And I feel like I don't know. I feel like both are 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 valuable. Right. Yeah. I feel like alcohol brings out the truth. A little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little bit. You know. Because you just you say whatever whatever's on your mind. Yeah. You don't filter it. Nope. It just comes right out. Yep. So in a lot of ways, it is very truthful. Yet you'll yet you'll find people that are like, no, of course not. It's you're you're speaking gibberish, and it's like, well, half half gibberish, half truth. I looked at that guy, and I and I thought this dude's doing something to me where I feel like I could take him in a fight. I don't know why I'm thinking this, but 
here it is. I'm going to lay it out for you. <laughs> and yeah, it's crazy. It is. But then I remember saying stuff to her. I was like, you know, uh, yeah, like you don't have filters with alcohol. And you're just like, you're filterless. It's impossible to have a filter. Your mouth just run. Yeah. It's just run. Yeah. So that would be, like, that'll be interesting when you turn 21. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, you're do in, do I, you feel like you're going to be a heavy drinker? Do you feel like you'll be a casual drinker? Just like a... Probably casual to start off, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll progress up the ranks. Okay. I mean, I still got a year and two days left, so... Yeah. Damn, so you're 19. 367 days left. Wow. I'm counting every day. 19. <sighs> well, hey, man, look, we made it to an hour and a half. We did. I feel like that's pretty good. Like that's a good, uh, nice, solid podcast. Yeah, I would think so too. And again, if you uh... look at look at me, I was worried. I was worried before we started, and then you and I just start talking about oh, yeah, whatever we talk about. Yeah, I've done I've done so many of these. Uh, it's just natural for you. For me, it's just I don't. Yeah, like I don't. I remember when I first started it, I was like, okay, I, like I really hope I can hold a conversation. <laughs> I don't hold conversations, but if you put me in a situation like we are now, I'll hold a conversation. But but there's also something that's a little heightened about it because we're not just sitting and talking. We have... Somebody else is listening, probably. That. You, you have a headset on. Yeah. You hear me clearly. Uh, mm-hmm. You hear yourself clearly. You have a nice mic in front of you, not to pat my own back. You have a nice stand in front of you. You know, there's a... Like, there's a... um. Not an artificiality to it, because none of like it's not artificial, but there's a like I said, it's heightened. Yeah. It's not just a conversation, it's it's a recorded conversation. Mm-hmm. Where other people are listening. Yeah. And you have to you have to approach it, at least I approach it as, you know, this this could be helping somebody. It could. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. listen to so many podcasts and they help me get through a day. You know? If I have nothing planned that day, if I'm just feeling down, if I'm if I'm flirting with the depression i pop a podcast on or i pop a song on whatever it's whatever this is this is a form of helping people right so i'm all about helping people yeah you just help somebody you might have helped like you might have when you like when you were talking about the bowling stuff right someone could be listening to it that's like i love bowling but what you can go to school for bowling okay apparently you can check it out go go do it to be honest with you, I for, I literally forgot the mic was in my face just because I'm so focused on talking to you and that, like we said earlier, that one thing we're focused on one thing. Yeah, yeah. I was focused on one thing, just talking to you. I didn't realize I still had the mic in my face. Yeah. It, it's amazing. It's weird. It's it a, is. It's so, so weird. But you, you know, you, uh, and, and, and that story of your, uh, uh, like, that's a crazy story. Like, I'm going to remember that. Of what? Oh, my grandpa. And I'm going to, yeah, like, I know down the road at some point I'm going to, I'll have a guest on and I'll be like, yo, I hadn't, I had a, I, I had my friend Curtis on and, and, and and here's this story and I'm going to lay it out about your grandfather thinking he's just hearing little clinks and shit and he's getting snipered indirectly. (laughs) The fuck? (laughs) That's crazy. He was flirting with death and he had no clue. No clue. He told me that story the first time and I'm just sitting there like, I yeah. told I told him you could have died. He's like 100%. That's a solid story right there. That's a good one. 
That's a good one. That'll never I'll that'll never leave my mind. No. I'll remember that forever. We're gonna end it with this story. Um has nothing to do with being shot at, has nothing to do with military, none of that stuff. It my dad, this is something that for some reason, when I was little, my dad would always tell me this story before I went to bed. Which I mean, my dad's a great father and love him to death, but a little questionable on why he would do this to me. But anyways, he would tell me, um, we would just be like laying there because he would be, you know, trying to like put me to sleep. So he would lay with me kind of deal. Yeah. Because I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel comfortable just laying on my own. Yeah. Um, and he would just tell me, yeah. So like, I don't know how he would segue into it, but I feel like from like from the first time he told it to me, from that point on, I would always be like, just tell me that story again. Oh, yeah. And, and he would be like, okay. So there was this one time where he was living by himself and he had uh it was just like a little single bed apartment kind of deal and this is back in like the 70s or the 80s or whatever and he would just go to sleep right and he was sleeping one night obviously he would go to sleep <laughs> the hell <laughs> but he was sleeping one night and he opened his eyes and like across the room so like a good distance right because it's a like a single bedroom apartment with a kitchen, little living room kind of thing. Oh, yeah, okay. Across the room, pitch black room, he just saw a pair of, I think he said they were red eyes. What the hell? I think. I don't know what color they were, but he just saw red, eyes. Red, yellow, green. I would freak the shit yes, out. Yes, yes, He just saw a little pair of eyes, right? Just staring at him. Okay? You're, and, making, you're making me scared with this story. Yeah, just yeah. eyes. Yeah, right? Like, what a way to end the show. But um, so, all right. So he say, so so he saw it. He, like he like he didn't know. In hindsight, I'm thinking, okay, this is like, again, this is the '70s. He's probably on major amounts of making this stuff up and stuff. Drugs. Up. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, but so I highly doubt this actually happened. But anyways, he shut his eyes. He's he, he's like, nah, they're not there. They're not there. Goes to sleep. Cool. Next day happens, right? He goes about his day. Nighttime happens. Okay. Time to go to bed. Goes to bed. Wakes up in the middle of the night. Opens his eyes. And so they started at like the door, we'll say. And now like in the kitchen behind the counter, I'm he not, sees the eyes. I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> no freaking boy I'm going to sleep. No. Right? Yeah. So he sees the eyes. He's like, what the hell? So they moved closer. They're yeah. So they went from the door. Now they're like a, a little closer in the kitchen. I'm I'm staying up playing video games. Yeah. I'm doing something. To stay up. I'm not going to bed. Dude, you're reacting to this. What's going on? I'm scared. Well, you're I'm not. Scared? I'm not scared. It's just I don't want to have the same thing happen to me tonight <laughs> when I go to bed. I wish this was filmed because yeah, like it looks like you're like you're having like an allergic reaction or something to the story. But um, so anyways, he sees the eyes right, and it's like. Okay, this is a little weird. All right, now this is getting... I pop a light on or something like that. A little too much for me. But he doesn't think too much about it, right? Because I guess he's trying to be a man, right? So he shuts his eyes, goes to sleep, okay? And again, remember, this is not just me telling you the story. This is me at, like, age 11, afraid to go to sleep. And I'm like, Dad, tell me a story. Oh, And and this is what he chooses. That helps. Okay? That helps. So this is why it's so ingrained in my head. So anyways... Next day happens, right? He goes about his day, goes to work, whatever, does whatever he does. 
Nighttime, goes to bed, wakes up, right? Opens his eyes. And now instead of being in the kitchen, now they're they're by his bed. He, no, no, he has like um kind of like a lounge chair. Okay. Right. But so he opens his eyes and the like the eyes are crouched like, behind the chair. Ugh. So it's not I even like so it's not even standing anymore. Now it's in a crouched position. Like they're hiding, but yeah, you can only like see this. like his eyes. Like that. Okay. Okay. And so now he's really freaking out. Now he's like, okay, this is this is the third night in a row I'm seeing, and these eyes are continuously getting closer and closer to me. And so I think he does say that at this point, now he turns a light on and they're gone. Nothing there. I don't like that. Nothing there. I don't like that at all. So now he's like, what is happening to me right now? What is going on? Right. But he turned the lights on and they go away. So we, it's like, okay, maybe I'm just seeing something. Probably hallucinating. Maybe. In a dream. So goes to sleep. The uh, next day happens, blah, blah, blah. Same thing. Opens his eyes. And now they are at the end of his bed. Oh, my God. Okay. So he so he's sleeping on, like, let's say a queen-size bed. And he, he opens his eyes and pair of eyes are just right at the end of his bed staring at him okay so okay now he's so now he's thinking all right so he closes his eyes and he's like all right so someone's in this apartment <laughs> someone is in this apartment there's no other explanation so on the count of three Who has red eyes though well this is why i don't know if they were red eyes oh uh-huh. they might have been human eyes i don't know oh you don't you don't remember it, it, from- it just sounds better to make them red um so he's like, on the count of three, I'm going to kick. You can see if there's something there. Like, like I'm going to do this yeah. kind of deal. So he counts the three in his head. One, two, three. And he says he kicks, right? And similar to him turning the light on, the eyes just go away, right? So he's like, okay. Did he, did he hit whatever it was or did they just No, he go- just like went through nothing. It was just nothing. It was like air, right? Oh. So... He wakes up the next morning and he's like, all right, I think I know what's going to happen tonight. And it can't happen because if it happens, I'm probably going to die. And what he was talking about was he realized that if he goes to bed tonight, right, and he wakes up, they're going to be right there. They're going to be literally maybe inches from his face, maybe to the side, something. They're going to scare him. And he's going to have a fucking heart attack. They're going to scare him shitless. He's going to literally die in his bed. He realizes this. Uh He's going to open his eyes and he's going to literally have a heart attack. Yeah. So he tells me he goes to the psychic down the street. This like town psychic. Okay. Right. And he's like, look, I got an issue going on. And he tells her the story. Right. And to make a long story short, she basically says, and again, I don't know how, like, I don't believe in psychics, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It helped him. Someone that he had done something wrong to, you know, like maybe he owed somebody rubbed money. them, um, rubbed them wrong, like rubbed them the wrong way, yeah. or, you know, he just somehow formed a, like, made them an enemy in some basically. way. Right? It happens to all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all not meant to be with, you know, friendly with every single person on the face of the earth. Oh, yeah. So somebody that he rubbed the wrong way is getting revenge on him. Put put a a curse 
for for lack of a better word mm-hmm. on on my dad right almost like one of those voodoo dolls where you stick them and they stick you or something and like, like that. you feel the pain yeah that kind of thing they put a curse on my dad this is what the psychic lady said she's like someone does not like you to the point where they literally put this thing on you and he doesn't know who who it is okay. still to this day doesn't know who it is and all in and she gives him some some kind of remedy some kind of like i forget what it is we'll we'll ask um so anyways he is petrified that night because he's he is hoping that this thing works right whatever the psychic lady's given to him i hope this works because if i open my eyes and there's a pair of eyes looking right at me i'm done like i'm pretty sure i'm gonna die goes to sleep opens his eyes and nothing so wow now you could say like there's a lot of theories okay my dad's probably a hip my well my dad was a hippie so drugs are probably involved also just the uh, the power of of suggestion right mm-hmm. is very powerful so if i tell you all right here this this glass this thing is going to protect you this is going to get this is going to get rid of these eyes that you're seeing every night take it you're going to believe it yeah <laughs> cuz you want to believe it you mm-hmm. don't want to see those eyes anymore it's the power of suggestion right yeah there's a lot of theories it's it, i don't believe in any of that stuff i don't believe in ghosts or any of that stuff i mean i don't believe in aliens ghosts aliens are a little well, iffy uh, maybe not like green and big black eyes and shit but there has to be something out there ghosts are a little trickier for me to believe in just cuz I don't know. I don't know. I haven't experienced anything with it, so I say it's bullshit, but I'm sure people out there are like, oh, of course ghosts are real. But it's a great story. It is. And it's never left me. How is that supposed to help you sleep, though? Yeah, right, Dad? It's like, fuck you. Somehow I went to sleep. Probably because he was, like, rubbing my head. Oh, that Massaging my head. Probably helped. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) oh, eyes. (laughs) So, yeah. I don't know why I decided to end it on that. I don't know how I got to that. That's the beauty of a podcast. You don't know how you get on to the next thing. Nope. You just say stuff. I guess the the point of that story is don't do drugs. Basically. <laughs> or you'll see a pair of red eyes. Or whatever eyes. You'll see eyes. Yeah. So Curtis, it has been a it's been a pleasure having you on here, man. Thank you, you for having me. I know you were scared, nervous, hesitant, well, reluctant. You brought the eyes up. I was freaking out <laughs> over here in my chair. And it took a while to get you on here. It did, but hey, I'm on here. It happened, and uh, always welcome back, even if you're not in person. Can always get you on the phone. Yep. Um, But yeah, this was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Any last words? Not that I have. Nothing. 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 Well, dude, I hope you become a professional bowler, and I hope you look back on this, and you're like, wow, there I was at 19 talking about being a professional bowler. Here I am at 45, and I am a professional bowler. And I'll jump back on it. Share the experience. But the bowling probably will not be the bowling of, of today. It'll be some, probably some diff- futuristic. Something different, yep. Some floating pins. Oh, my God, float pins. <laughs> Holographic ball. Just there you go. With your mind. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, some ready player one shit. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> All righty, folks. We are out.